and I, today I'm reading a story called Heartbroken. I could feel my heart break up into pieces as I struggle not to cry. I looked around and couldn't believe what I saw. There were hundreds of people milling around in the hot weather. There was so much going on that I didn't know what to look at, f- at first. As I took in what was happening around me, I noticed many things similar and different from my life. I saw mothers making things from dirty scraps and children scavenging from cans to make money for their family. That day was something that made my point of view change forever. It was a beautiful sunny morning and my mom, dad, two sisters and I were invited to go and deliver large bags of maize flour, vegetables and other basics to the residents of a small shanty town called Deep Sleuth in North Johannesburg, South Africa. I was six and I loved the beauty of our adventurous world going going on safari, hiking, surfing, and exploring. So I had no idea what I was in for when I went to Deep Sleuth. Deep Sleuth is an incredibly poor area of families living in shacks. As we arrived, I saw many children gathering around our car. We heaved heavy bags of food out of the back of the car. I looked around and was heartbroken from what I saw. When I was little, growing up in Chicago and our state in Johannesburg, money was something that everyone got and it was a part of daily life. I thought everyone had a job and that we all went to school. I was as far as right as you can get. I had never realized that some people didn't have enough food or clothes or other things that I could go to my kitchen and get. The day I went to Deep Suit changed all my assumptions. When I saw the hardships they had to face, I realized how privileged I was to have all the things I had. When I saw the dirty puddles around the neighborhood water pump, the tin shacks that looked like they were about to fall down, and the ragged clothing they wore, I thought of my closet full of clothes, my wonderful house, and the faucet in our kitchen with cool, clear water. I felt gratitude for all I had and compassion for the families who were struggling in deep sleep. When we got to one house to deliver food, we met two boys who, were, who we played with and traded candy with. Suddenly, I realized that despite their struggles, in many ways, they were just like me. The new friendship I felt between us was just like any other friendship I felt in my community. We kept delivering necessities to families until we were finished. As we were heading home, there was a swirling hurricane of emotions inside me. I felt so thankful for what I had and how many people cared for me. I felt grief for other families that had struggles every day for the basics that I got so easily. Also, I realized that love and friendship is something that we all have in common, and it can help us through the hardest times. I remembered my mom telling me, even though it is hard for them to meet basic needs, they still have lots of love. That is the most important sentence I've ever heard and will ever hear because it changed my vision of the world. It encouraged me and it reminds me every day that the most important things in our universe are love and each other. Hi, my name is Evan. The story of my essay is called The Puffer Wish. Evan, I'm not sure all pufferfish are poisonous, my dad said reassuringly. I sat uncomfortably in my seat. It seems very pufferfish-based now that I think about it. There were pufferfish paintings on the wall and on the menu. We were in Korea, and my mom had tricked me into going to this pufferfish restaurant. I asked my dad if I could play on his phone, but my mom said no. 
Evan, can't you go a bit without electronics? I wasn't very surprised by this, as my mom usually didn't let me play on the phone. I sat there for a while until the server came. My mom ordered two pufferfish dishes as I worried what might happen if the pufferfish wasn't prepared right. Would I die or would I get sick? Who knows what would happen? To calm myself down, I decided that my only course of action was to maybe think that puffer, the pufferfish they were serving us was maybe not poisonous. So I looked for my only reliable source of data. So I asked my dad if I could check if all pufferfish were poisonous using his phone. My dad happily said yes and said, Evan, I'm pretty sure not all pufferfish are poisonous. My dad handed me the phone and I went to Google and searched up, are all pufferfish poisonous? Google happily answered, yes, all pufferfish are poisonous and can kill you very easily. And so I was very worried. I told my dad, so guess what? All pufferfish are poisonous. By this point, I was ready to have a full meltdown. That's when it came, my spiky doom. The pufferfish came in a steamer made of bamboo. It looked kind of shriveled and fried. I stared at it, hoping it would just vanish into thin air. When it didn't, I accepted my impending doom. The pufferfish had a kind of curved shape and did not look pleasant. It was oddly colored, plus it had a weird shape, and with the added bonus of being a spiky, evil little puffy fish. It smelled like any normal seafood, but smells can be deceiving. I turned to my mom and begged her not to make me eat this. It, it just looked gross, and I could bet it tasted gross. I wished and wished that she would say, Evan, you don't need to eat it, but that never came. Instead, what came was, Evan, you eat that fish right now, as she placed one on my plate. Look, I said to my pufferfish, I don't want to do this, and if you were alive, you wouldn't either. But my mom says I have to eat it, so I hope you understand. I looked at it one more time before grabbing it with my chopsticks and tasting a little bite. A variety of flavor exploded in my mouth, which to me did not take ver taste very appetizing. It was rough and chewy, which I really don't like. And then it also tasted kind of like squid and rotten chicken. The best flavor, com the flavor combination of all these together had the worst taste ever. Gross, I said. That was disgusting, I said out loud. As I choked the rest of it down, I instantly reached for my soda and drank the whole thing hoping to get that horrible taste out of my mouth. The whole experience was very traumatizing and disgusting, but at least I could say I had eaten a pufferfish. The end. <laughs> my story is on the Dead Sea. My skin was burning and itching painfully on my arm, and after waiting in the sea for two minutes, I had to get out immediately from the pain. My scratch got more painful every second. Two hours before, I was walking towards the beach of the Dead Sea. No one can actually play in the water because everyone just floats. There is so much um, salt in the water that when you step in, you cannot sink. The sea has eight to nine times more salt than any ocean on Earth. The sea is actually the lowest point on Earth, 420 miles below sea level. That's why the temperature is mostly over 100 degrees. When I entered the beach, I was sweating nonstop. There was a snack bar selling refreshing ice cream, so I asked my mom if she can have some, if I can have some. She said, yes, what flavor do you want? I looked at the menu. There weren't a lot of flavors, but I saw vanilla ice cream popsicle with the chocolate shell. Can I have this vanilla ice cream popsicle? I asked. She had to assure, it's a very hot day. Just make sure you drink a lot of water and put on some sunscreen. She bought me the ice cream and I enjoyed the flavor and cooling. 
I now felt prepared to go out into the hot sand and swim into this mysterious sea which has no living organisms because there's so much salt. That means no fish, no sharks, no whales, no plankton, just nothing but humans floating in the water. I put, I put on my goggles and and put my feet into the water little by little to see if it was the right temperature and realized the water was warm. Let's go in. <laughs> I told my sister Natalia. When I got in the water, I immediately knew it was different than any other ocean or sea. There was so much salt that it felt like I was swimming in a bowl of olive oil mixed with sand. I didn't go underwater because I knew if I got really salty water in my eyes, I'd probably cry in pain. I had a little cut on my wrist and got a haircut recently, so the salt got into my cut and burned intensely. The back of my neck itched where the barber saved my hair. I couldn't handle the pain, so I got out of the water. I took a break and put some more sunscreen on my body. I started to go back in the water, but the pain came back. The salt felt like sharp needles cutting through dead, dry skin. At the same time, the sun was beaming down on me. Finally, I decided to go in, but, um, wait, I decided to go in, but, um, leave my head and neck above the water. I floated like I was sitting on the top of a ma massive beach ball. I had a ton of fun floating in the water, but I experienced new problems. Because we were low on the earth, my skin felt dry and dehydrated like a raisin. I had enough of all these challenges, so I decided to get out and lay on the beach. I drank loads of water to keep hydrated. However, I was annoyed because I had to sit and do nothing while watching hundreds of people relax in the water. The sea levels dropping three feet every year, and there might not be a dead sea anymore. At least I got to experience it a little. Hello, my name is Amaya, and I wrote the story, Beware of the Doggy Paddle. Splash! My dog was chasing me in the pool. The sounds of her splashing in the water made it clear that she was gaining on me. If she caught me, I would surely drown. This is how it all began. It was a pool day. The hot sun was making me feel as though I were a gooey pancake on a sizzling pan. As I was slapping on some sunscreen, my dad let, out, let the dog out near the pool. Before I continue my story, I should tell you I have a helicopter dog. She hovers and follows us around, watching our every move. My dog's name is Isa. She's a silly German Shepherd. She can be trained easily, and she's highly intelligent. She does have one big flaw, though. She gets very nervous when my brother or I swim in the pool. After I finished putting on some sunscreen, I got in the pool. The pool was cool, deep, and refreshing. I swirled around in the water, making a small whirlpool around me. My family got in the pool as well. We started playing games and fooling around. When my parents were tired, they got out of the pool. My brother and I stayed and continued to play. My brother and I played ball and tag, but then he decided to call Issa to the pool. My brother didn't know that my, by calling my dog's name, the following would happen. I heard him say, Isa, come, and I saw her dive into the water, a giant long leap. She was going for my brother, trying to rescue him. This had happened before, but my parents had been in the pool. Isa had ended up on top of my brother. That time, my brother was lucky enough to have only a scratch or two. However, this time, she was heading straight for him. I heard his screams of terror. Isa was even more insistent on saving him, and she looked serious. I didn't have time to think, so I didn't. I yelled at Isa to take her attention away from my brother. It worked, maybe too well. 
So here I was, swimming like my life depended on it. I was now in the deep end. She was gaining on me. Splash, splash, splash. I was now crying, but it was hard to tell since water was splashing on my face. My heart was beating in my chest. It was so loud, I thought the whole world could hear it. Splash, splash, splash. The sound got louder by the second. I felt a sharp pain in my leg. I turned around to see I was bleeding. Isa had accidentally used her claw and cut me when she was trying to reach me. I saw sm small blood swirls, the color of crimson rose, coming from my leg. My parents were yelling to get Isa's attention. They were almost at tears. They kept, they kept on, she kept on going, ignoring their desperate calls. Nothing could stop her from trying to save me. The sweet, loving dog I knew was now like a shark, sharp, shining teeth glinting in the light. She meant well, but she just didn't know the right way to save me. My brother was watching in horror. Suddenly, he understood what to do. He began to scream. If Isa wanted screaming, she'd get some, because my brother was screaming bloody murder. It was quite a show. Isa was finally convinced to turn back toward him. I wasn't surprised with all the ruckus he was making. Finally, I was able to make it to the edge of the pool. Even though I was tired and scared, I had made it. I was lucky not to have drowned. Despite ha having put myself in danger, I was proud that I had helped my save my brother. I learned that helping others takes courage and strength. I would make the same choice all over again if it make, meant saving my brother from my well-meaning dog. Mm -hmm.